right. What's up, everyone? This is Isaac with Hunger Smash Fitness. I am joined once again with my esteemed colleague, John, at My Block Strongest Man. And today we have, at the moment, we have Shane, and then we're going to get Wyatt on a little bit later. Um, but Shane, if you just want to do a, a quick introduction about yourself, um, who you are, how you got into Strongman, all <laughs> that sort of stuff, and we can go from there. Let's see. Um, I'm Shane Solomon. I'm from Bitten, Kentucky. I've lifted weights about 30 years now, I guess. I've competed in strongman tournaments off and on for, I think, going on 18 years now. Um, I sort of got into strongman, actually, through Clint Darden. Clint was, um, he and I met in college in 1996, and we lifted weights together, and then I trained in karate with him for about three years. And then right about when I graduated, he was looking, he was always a real competitive, just mind like that was what he needed and he hadn't found his outlet with weightlifting you know how to do that and then he got into strongman and i moved to nashville and he kept bugging me saying man you need to try this you'll like it you'll like it and then finally i guess in like december of 02 he got me to come to a training day there and then there was another guy there um from nashville actually in west kentucky training who lived like five minutes from me. And so I oh, tried nice. to Quince, and then the next week I was out there with a guy named Ryan Brown, who ended up being a heavyweight pro for a little while back around 06, 07. And so that's how I got into it. And I guess I got the bug bit me and I still can't <laughs> give it up. <laughs> yeah. You said you've been competing for 18 years now? My first tournament was in <clears throat> June of 03. Wow. Yeah, so I guess I'm a, you know, one guy I met, Clint and I, and another training partner of mine, Jason Acre, and he's like, you guys are like the Vietnam vets of strongman. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think I was ever great, but I've had a lot of fun with it and seen a lot of things, met a lot of people. And oh, for sure. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, you really got my oh, attention oh. on your Instagram with the martial arts, actually, because that's a unique oh. twist you don't see that much. Well, you know, I mean, I do that like as a additive to lifting weights because, you know, I figure, you know, most people tend to think of losing their mobility. And it's something that, you know, I don't know. I think it's neat to be able to throw a spinning kick when I'm almost 50 years old and weigh 235 <laughs> or 240. Now, the idea of me actually hitting someone with it would be fun, but <laughs> in reality, they'd probably have to stand really still. But <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Well, yeah. hey, I'm, I only weigh 187, and I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's interesting because I think a lot of the uh, strength athletes, you know, powerlifters, strongmen, type of that, that type of stuff, don't necessarily focus on uh, that type of mobility. <laughs> um, so I think martial arts is a great, great addition to your training regimen. Yeah. Um, I do it. Actually, I went to a full karate class this last week for the first time in a few years, but I do a little maintenance martial art routine just a couple times a week after I lift. 
and it nice. you know it really isn't anything super intense but it keeps me mobile keeps me able to move and always yeah. think if, you've, if you've got a skill it's pretty easy to maintain that skill and if you yeah, one, it's one thing I was, get it back. yeah the one thing i was wondering is earlier today i actually interviewed maxime boudreau and sam bellevue and they were talking about oh, wow. overhead pressing and uh how how hip thrusts are important in overhead pressing so i'm wondering if that kind of mobility training helps you out with overhead pressing because you um, keep, keep your hips more let's loose. See. Considering I'm probably the world's worst overhead presser, in my in my experience, no. But you know, with the right person, maybe. You know, I could always strict press almost what I could push press, which yeah, I'm, you know didn't really vote that great for me. You know, and then about a year and a half ago, I tore a tricep, and so pressing is really mm -hmm. rough now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, Je Jessica Fithin is like that. She uh, kind of strict presses everything, even if she's allowed to uh, to push press she, it. She, she does, does pretty that well way. with that, though. Yes, she does yeah. very well with it, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she actually trains at a close friend of mine's gym. Hmm. Aaron Snyder and Christina Vangma. Yep. Well... Speaking of Christina, now we're going to name all the uh, the best rock stars of all time today. Gonna, Is that what we're doing? I mean, maybe. I was going to say, we're, we're very familiar with uh, Christina Bangman well, over okay. here. Funny enough, okay, her boyfriend, Aaron, who got her into Strongman, he was at Clint Darden's house in 02, December of 02, the first day I trained events. Oh, yeah? He was 18 years old, and his mother had driven him from Fort Wayne, Indiana. So Aaron and I go way back. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, Christina's got a great show coming up in May, Savage Strength and Iron Warrior. So that's going to yeah, be uh, I would love to get one of their shows because, I mean, she's just elite. I mean, she's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and I think before she met Aaron, she'd never really lifted. And then, wow. just, then just took off, you know, because Aaron, you know, he and I have talked and he's like, you know, he was like, I was never the best competitor, but. He goes, maybe my thing in this sport was to find her, you know? <laughs> you know, and he goes, she's obviously excelled. Yeah, without question. I, I think, I mean, she's she's considered among the greatest lightweights of all time. Oh, yeah. I would think. I mean, because I was, let's see, I was there in 2017 when she won Worlds in her weight class. And mm. actually rode the plane with her parents, unknowingly. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, well, before we get too wrapped into this, uh, let's do a shout-out to our channels here and get that out of the way. So, um, I finally made, I finally put up a new video. Um, I've been working on several videos, but just with school, um, they all have a ton of editing that I need to get done with them, and, and uh, they're not anywhere near ready to publish. But So, I made a video about uh, log pressing. So, if anyone wants to watch that, it was, uh, you know, kind of fun. Um, yeah, other than that, I think, yeah, other than that, it's just the live streams that we've done. What about you, John? Any, uh, videos that you want to shout out in particular? Let's see. I'm looking at my, uh, my latest releases here to see what I have. Uh, part three Let's of my it. interview with Travis Ortmeyer came out. So that's, oh, uh, yeah? that's a one. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Travis is a phenomenal guy. Um, he, yeah, he's, he was an amazing interview for me. Travis's story is just amazing. Oh, no. The, the way he tells it is amazing, too. 
I've not asked yeah. him to do what is. The way he tells it is amazing. He's yeah. a great storyteller. Which, you know, I was thinking, I watched him, like his videos from the Siberian show last weekend. And because Travis sort of came up in the sport when I did. Yeah. It's still like hard for me to fathom someone beating him at Atlas Stones. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, someone really beats Travis Ortmeyer in Atlas Stones? You know, it's, I know. Well, not the Siberian power one. It was, it was, I mean, cause he slipped on it and it was a misload yeah. or whatever. And like, um, but he still did, he still did well overall, especially yeah, for taking a, a 10 year hiatus oh, you know, know. Or, or whatever it was. Like yeah, he was, he was talking about it all uh, pretty much being chalked up to perspiration and he really couldn't hold on to it the way he yeah. wanted to because of the heat, you know? Yeah. Which I can understand. Um, Which Travis well, is, you know, like he, um, he was my judge on car deadlift in 05 Nationals. Okay. <laughs> so there you uh, go. I have a sort of funny Travis Ortmeyer story. Yeah, go ahead. Go Please. for it. Yeah. Okay. 05 Nationals, which was, as far as a big tournament, I got 11th out of 60 something overall in the lightweights. And I got. I think like on the stones, I got fourth place and Travis, the stones, it's funny now because they don't seem that heavy. They went to 365 was the last one. Well, only one guy out of 60 lightweights got them and only four of us got the 330 and I got the 330 and um, Travis was standing right behind the platform looking at me and I had tacky on my hands. Well, after the 300, I stepped back. And I started tacking up, and Travis was like yelling at me, go, go. And he goes, you don't need more tacky. And I guess, according to him, I looked at him. I thought I'd thought it. He says he thinks I said, maybe you wouldn't need more tacky, but I do. And then, because <laughs> I knew that I couldn't, like, try the stone twice and get it. I only had one shot. And I got yeah. it, you know. But it was sort of funny, because I asked him online a couple of years ago, and he goes, I think you actually told me. Maybe you wouldn't need more tacky. <laughs> yeah, he has a very specific uh, mindset about tacky. Like there's a, a an amount yeah, that's yeah. too much that he doesn't tolerate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. he just always attacked a stone was just like no one else. Oh, I know. He's phenomenal. It's yeah. Oh, he's he's always fun to watch, and I'm I'm excited that he's going back to World's Strongest Man this year. Oh, I know. Um, I know there's. It seems like there's a bunch of people that are kind of upset just because they think that you know him getting accepted. There's other people that got snubbed that should have gotten an invite. I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, always going to be people. Know, upset. I mean, people get in because of Giants Live qualifiers, right? But like, you gotta, you gotta look at everything else they're doing too, even though it's not an official qualification. Right. Travis kicked butt at Mammoth Strength Challenge. I mean, yeah. Even getting hurt, like, it was, yeah. I don't know, and Travis always struck me. He's a guy that always shows up. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if he wins, doesn't win, he's still going to put on a performance. He's going to be great to watch. Yeah. And, I mean, I still think he can he can hang. You know, whether he wins or not, I, I you know, I'd love to see him do great. Yeah, and – I mean, and that's kind of where we're at right now because with some of the people that are competing these days, like Alexei Novikov and, and, you know, it's 
the odds of him winning are probably slim, to be honest. But I, I still think he has a good shot at getting into the final. You know, I, mean, I, I think was going to say, yeah, I don't honestly see him beating Novikov, or you know, because those guys have they've jumped a few levels. You know, they have yeah, or Mateus or anything like that. Like those guys are kind of in the class of their own, to be honest. But, I think Mateus yeah. isn't uh, isn't competing this year. He's waiting till August for the Shaw Classic so he can heal up more. Oh, really? Yeah. Martin Vlici, or I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. He's not either, yeah. I don't think. No, I, I think Martins was sitting this one out too, and Thor sitting it out, I guess. So <laughs> He might be permanently. Yeah, he's, well, I I mean, he's as, far, as far as he said, he's retired, Thor's right? Done. I yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. I don't know. With the way Thor is, though, I feel like I feel like he's set on being done until unless something happened, you know, publicity wise, where it would be more beneficial for him to go back and compete. Um, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Thor fan. So, <laughs> but. you know, I, I got to say, I wasn't a huge Thor fan until Steve Schmidt, who I really respect, told me Thor is a nice guy. So I'm really reconsidering now. <laughs> It's just the 50 people in his entourage that aren't that nice. <laughs> but you know, but if, could anyone be not nice to Steve Schmidt though? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I mean, funny. It's funny because you see like this giant guy and then he came on my show and he was so friendly. I'm like, wow, well, what a, what a okay. great guy. Him, I saw him at 2019 nationals and he comes out of his way over to me and he goes, I just had to shake hands with you. And I'm thinking, I knew exactly who he was, but I have no idea why he knew who I was. <laughs> and then I see him up at the Mammoth Strength Challenge, and he's up, like, up. I'm down on the floor, and he's up higher in the stands, and he sees me, runs down there to get a picture with me, then comes out on the floor to talk to me. And I'm like, did I compete with him 15 years ago and don't remember it? <laughs> and then I asked Clint Darden. I'm like, Clint, I go, do you know Steve Schmidt very well? And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever really had a conversation with him, you know? And so, I mean, Steve is like the friendliest, nicest guy you could meet. <laughs> yeah. So he had that conversation with you and then you went out and broke a world record after that. Well, in fact, <laughs> he broke the world record before. <laughs> he and Wyatt, I thought Wyatt before the world record. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was I was telling Isaac my uh, this is my uh, my technique. I get all the uh, overhead Mauser block press record guys on my show. I've had Steve, I've had Wyatt, uh, Justin's <laughs> about to come on. <laughs> I've had Jessica, I've had Gabby. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about me breaking a Mauser block world record. All right, I mean, me, me neither. I'm with bet. you there. Oh man. I'm working on the circus uh, world record right now. I got tips from Anthony San Lorenzo. I got tips from Leifa Ingles. So I'm on my way. Oh, there I you go. trained with Dimitar Savatnov a couple times. Oh, have you? He's going for the log press record now. Yeah. yeah he, I, didn't, I didn't know if he currently was fully back in or. He's on the website. Okay. Yeah. He, he is one of the nicer guys you could ever meet as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a couple chats with him on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. He did. Did he delete his Instagram or something? Because I know um, I was looking for him the other day and I couldn't find him. Find him anymore. I haven't looked for him recently, but I've not seen anything from him. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's been one of those guys where, like, anytime I had a question or anything like that, he'd get he'd get right back and uh, always had great advice. So, oh yeah, and I, just I went down there. I was in Florida in 2016. My wife got sick, and I just had, was running around Orlando with my son. And I go, he had Demon Tar had trained in Paducah with us once, and I'd met him very briefly. And I stopped by their gym, and there was a group training. And I got to talking to a young guy, and he goes, oh, Demetar just left. So I Facebook messaged him. I'd never privately spoken to him. And he goes, oh, I'll live five minutes away. I'll come back. And I go, <laughs> well, I'm going over to McDonald's with my son. And he goes, oh, I'll meet you for lunch. And so Demetar, <laughs> my son, and I had lunch together. Oh, nice. This is on a Saturday. And then he's like, in his Bulgarian accent, I'm pulling Monday if you want to come. If you want to show up at noon, and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. The whole the strongman community is amazingly friendly and uh, just willing to help each other. Yeah. I was telling Isaac, I, I had the uh, extreme fortune of having JF Corona on my show the other night, and uh, wow. he was like, I, I've been up to a city in Quebec City before with my wife many years ago, and he's like, yeah, anytime you come by, come in the gym. Like he was just so friendly, you know. It is, I mean, pretty neat that in this sport, like, you can sort of interact with your heroes, and it's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple more, Isaac. I don't know how much you want to go into what I put out. Oh, sure. Week, but, no. Uh, yeah, keep going. So the end, yeah. of, the end of my conversation with Jessica Fithin came out, and she's an awesome interview for anyone who hasn't spoken to her. So cool. Um, so that one came out. And then, uh, as you see, Muscles Marinara, that's Anthony San Lorenzo. He's a 105 kg uh, pro strongman who's also competing at Clash on the Coast with all the other great 105s. Um, Nick Camby's going to be there, too. A bunch of really, really awesome, awesome pros. And then uh, Sigfus Fostal just came out. So uh, Icelandic elite powerlifter turned strongman. I had a, a lengthy and really, really interesting conversation with him. I mean, he just gave me so much insight. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check out the Sigfus one. I haven't uh I haven't talked much to him yet. Yeah, he's all over social media. Like he'll he's extremely supportive. He likes everything I put out on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And uh, you know, then I said, Well, you know, he's competed in World's Strongest Man. People would want to hear this story. Let me let me get together and talk to him. And he was like I said, he was super interesting. Cool. Mm. Huh. Alrighty. Um well, actually, uh, would you want to talk, uh, Shane? Would you want to talk about the Hoosville Stone now, or the Shield carrying everything now? Oh, or I mean, I I can tell you what little I know. <laughs> sure. Well, no. I I I tried it out for the first time the other day. Um, this is me attempting a three sixty. I'd never touched it before, and my buddy had some stone sleeves, and I was like, oh, okay, sure, I'll try that. And they were way too loose. And so they slipped right down my arm right away, especially on the right arm there, which you can't really see. Um, and so they slid way down and bunched up. So then I dropped it to a 280 uh, yeah. shield. And and the, the funny thing was the 360 felt pretty light. Like I felt like it was something where if I could just find a way to hang on to it, it'd be really easy to just walk with it. Um, and then this one, 
I cinched the sleeves down way, way more. Um, and then it was it was a piece of cake to just now, go lap with it. Two eighty there, or the three sixty. This is two eighty. Okay. Um, I, I think the hardest it, oh no, you grab you pick it up in a much more favorable. I mean, it's only a couple inches lower, but it makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, because like the only way I really trained it was picking it off the ground. Yeah. And um, like, and you I sort of had to get it, and I would probably get it where you had the 360. And then the ones I was training with, and it was I was trying to think back. They were solid, both of them. A solid 300. I did in a comp when I'd never done one. It only went like probably <laughs> 60 or 80 feet. Then we made okay. a solid concrete one that was 330. And you, it could oh, okay. bump up like you could pop it up. And I ended up, I did carry it for 200 feet one day. You know, hey, there you go. with a ground pickup. And I, had, and I set it down. I didn't drop it at the end. But, you know, it was something that, and I trained sandbags. A lot during that time frame, sandbag carries, and I sort yeah. of am under the opinion that sandbags help everything. Yes, <laughs> you know you have to train that actual implement a few times, but the Husafel itself always sort of would cut me up and was just yeah. right on the body where the sandbags didn't as much. Yeah, I have bruises all the way oh, down I'm on sure. my forearms there from where it was sitting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did did you use like tacky or anything with it or? No. I, I okay. think if I remember right, I had elbow sleeves, and I like used them um, tape on my forearms. I tried to get my whole arm covered so it wouldn't just beat it up terribly. Yeah, it just hurt so bad to pick up. <laughs> yeah, and because and I knew a... that when I was gonna get it picked up, I would want to bump it up. Right. Yeah, okay. see, the difference between me and you, Isaac, is if I were going to try Husafel for the first time, I'd try it empty. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only like 80 pounds empty, the the, <laughs> the, the metal frame thing. <laughs> so. I, I have no shame in getting used to something when it's light. <laughs> I know. You know, like, It was one of those things, though, where we were – we were training. We were doing some uh, some stones and other stuff. Then we found this in the back of the gym, and I was like, "Oh, let's load it up and see <laughs> see how hard it is." I've never <laughs> tried this before. <laughs> I saw a stone in my yard that looked about that shape about twenty minutes ago. That I'm like, "Nah, Isaac's waiting for me. I better leave it alone." <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get a video, I'd love to see it. <laughs> yeah, um, no one else is home right now. I got to get a tripod out there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, where was it? Well, oh, because we did we did some sandbag stuff the other day. So that's a three thirty pound sandbag, um, which my buddy convinced me to wear wrist wraps, and I I I think that makes it harder because then it makes it harder to actually get underneath the bag to grab it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All this <clears throat> all this stuff, I'm still kind of a novice at, so I'm still that's trying a big to figure bag. it out. Thirty. It's, all, of, it's long. It's large. And speaking of big, yeah. speaking of big bag, Shane. Since you were at Mammoth, what do you think about the uh, opening weight for that record breaker being five hundred pounds? Yeah. To me, that seemed a little crazy. <laughs> you know, and then I mean, it was sort of a letdown <coughs> when no one got a bag at all. Really, did they? I mean, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, well, it was I mean, it was crazy that Wesley actually even that bag. 
it seemed real floppy and loose for a bag that they were using for a world record. I mean, yeah. You know, I would have wanted, you know, a nice bag that would have been, solid one. you know, given the guys the best chance to actually get it. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing that Wesley actually lapped it. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, Wesley and Trey are both, I don't really know either of them personally, but, I mean, they're both monsters. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I we're talking, I think. I don't, I don't even think Trey was on the list to attempt that that day, but when Trey Mitchell shows up and wants to do it, you say yes. <laughs> well, I was really <laughs> shocked he didn't do it. You know? I mean, after seeing, like, some of his tackyless stonework and stuff, I mean, and I know I think it was at the end of Worlds, I saw a video clip where I guess whoever went before the last run, they didn't get either one of the last stones. And he went out there just for fun and loaded that for whatever the last stone at Worlds was, each of them in both lanes, just for the pictures. <laughs> wow. It was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really impressive this year. Even going back into the Shaw Classic last year, when I saw him yeah. deadlifting, I'm like, this guy's deadlifting like a veteran. Like, he looks methodical yeah. like Brian Shaw, you know? I mean, he did everything real good at the Shaw Classic. He looked great at the Shaw Classic. Yeah. I think Trey and Bobby uh, Thompson both have. I, th I think they have a uh, a lot of opportunities ahead of them because they're both starting off really solid. Yeah. Um, I, I, hopefully, they're going to be around for a while. Hopefully, they don't get any major injuries or yeah. anything like that. So Bob, Bobby is very close in prep to that overhead uh, American log press record. So uh, he might. I think uh, I'm thinking maybe Bobby and Wes Claiborne are both going to break it. Yeah, Wes did he had a 450 for three in training the other day? Was it? Yeah, and they look. And he I said thought that I was saw like at the end, and they look good. Yeah, I thought I saw a 470 for a single, but I might be wrong. That yeah, might be right. I think I think Bobby had the 470. Let me. Well, here, let me uh, let me head to his Instagram here in just a second. Either and, way, uh, 450 for three gets you close to the record for one. Yeah. Was it – I think it was this one. No, it's 450 for one. He did more uh, not too long ago. He did some a pretty heavy triple, I thought, the other day. Yeah. But yeah, he he's looking really good. Um, that that looked very comfortable, by the way. That didn't look very stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. What is this? This is well, that's a four hundred five for three. That may have been the one I saw actually. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a heavier one somewhere here. Yeah. But he's also one of those guys that a lot of the time. Okay, here's the four seventy for one. There we go. Um. He's he's one of those guys who who doesn't typically train contest weights though, and and uh, he likes to save some in the tank, and then when it's when it's contest time, then he uh, then he goes for it. Which that, in my opinion, seems to be a pretty good method. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, you know, if I it, would, you know, everyone I'll deadlift, and my friends will be like, "Well, you had more in you," and I go, "I know." <laughs> yeah, I know because I know you know I pulled in 2019 nationals we had ended up they misloaded our 
axle deadlift at 570 from 13 and I pulled it for 10. Well, the best I'd done training was like 550 for five. But I mean, I knew there would be something more there on the deck, you know. And one yeah. of my friends goes, well, you've been sandbagging. And I go, well, if I had done this in the gym, there's no way I would have done it that day. <laughs> I go, you know, I would have missed the peak on it. You know, I go, that was about the best I could ever do on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Some strong men uh, have that mentality. Terry Hollins, for example, doesn't almost never trains contest weights. And mm -hmm. other strong men do contest weight or above. So it's interesting how, like, everybody kind of peaks differently I or think, has a different outlook. I don't know. I think you mentioned Terry Hollins. You know, I think as you get older, you get smarter. <laughs> yeah. And you figure out, you know, because, I mean, Terry, obviously, he's one of the most successful 10-time finalist, three times on yeah. the podium. You know, and, you know, and now he's had – 15 years up in the elite level. So you can't go just yeah. crazy every day training, you know, and expect, but for three or four times a year, he can still show up and be right there. You know, if he plays his cards, right. Cause it was heartbreaking at worlds last year. He was, he looked so good in the prelim. I know and then that, you know, the stone <laughs> off or whatever. And he actually had a good run, but I can't remember now the guy that beat him. Because I wasn't familiar with him, but he was good. I mean, you know, because Terry had a good stone run, then he beat it. Yeah, I got to yeah. go look back and uh, take a look. But I don't know, Shane. I'm 45. I'm still waiting to get smarter. <laughs> <laughs> age uh, age sometimes brings wisdom, and sometimes age comes alone. Is that the saying? Or <laughs> like... You know, which my goal training is to never miss a weight training. Ever. At this point. There you go. You know, and I, other guys do it differently. And, you know, I know when I was younger in this lifting and in the sport of strongman, I, I missed a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And now sometimes I'm thinking, well, would I have been better off overall? Every time I missed, if I'd backed off and done two doubles with a lighter weight, or you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can understand that. <clears throat> I think because there's some other guys, too. Like, I know – um isn't Adam Bishop another one that, that never trains contest weight? Um, but I know he's also like a smaller guy too. And so I heard something about he was saying he likes to keep it lighter because he wants to increase his longevity in the sport, basically. So that right. makes I mean, sense because Adam trains Terry. They train together. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> I guess that adds up. <laughs> yeah. So they probably have a similar mentality about it then. <laughs> oh man are you still there Shane oh I'm there yeah yeah oh okay it just yeah. froze for a moment so I wasn't oh, okay. sure I think I was just sitting <laughs> still for a moment oh you know what oh, you know what also might be cool Isaac unless you have something else planned next um Shane on his uh profile he works a lot with bands and chains and stuff, so it might be cool to talk about the benefits of those things if you want to bring up his profile on IG. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I don't know. I I think my reasons for bands and chains, I have a few different ones than just the typical West Side barbell top. <laughs> That's the best stuff to talk about. I've trained Here we go. for 30 years, and... 
I think like the bands and chains, actually, I think I like them. It's fun for me. It breaks the monotony. And I don't think they oftentimes beat me up as bad as straight weight. Yeah. You know, I can see I mean, that. Because like I said, Clint Darden and I are best friends. And if you've ever watched any of his stuff, you know, he loves bands and chains. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, and like, because like if I pull straight weights, all I have at home, I don't have a deadlift bar. I have a stiff bar. And if I pull straight weight, it just beats me up. But I can pull relatively often with a fairly heavy band or chain and get a higher percentage, like closer to my one rep max with it yeah. not beating me up near as bad. Now, like, I and I that. do know, like, say if I've got a tournament coming up, I will try to phase out, especially on the main movements, a lot of the band or chain work because I mean, because people I know will post that, well, I did this weight. Well, just because you did that with bands doesn't mean it's going to be a straight equivalent. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've been guilty of that. Oh, I pulled it was 700 at the top. Well, then 600 and straight weight felt like, you know, death or something, you know. <laughs> I know. I do think um, it's it's because it's really interesting with bands because, like, I was doing um, – some banded bench the other day. And so I had 315 on and then I had the, oh, I think they were the black bands. And so they're supposed to provide like 60 pounds at the top or something like that when they're yeah. fully stretched, something okay. like that. And doing 315 with one of those on each side, you know, theoretically, if they're fully stretched, that's 120 extra pounds or whatever. Right. And I got I think I got like two or three reps with the bench and then yeah. took them off and I was able to get like six reps, no problem. Yeah. So it's like, so there is like, they're adding a lot of weight. Oh yeah. Um, but whether I just, you know, slapped like another 45 on each side and called it a day, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> like, Which have you ever, like I always, I ended up buying some luggage scales to measure. Oh, there you go. Because I will see people post something, you know, and, They'll say, oh, it's 200 in bands. And I've used the same bands, and I know they're not providing much over 100, you know. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, you know, if you're benching at the top, say, 500, you know, 315 with enough bands to make 500, you should be able to hit 400 in straight weight, you know. or Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't think those bands add near as much as they thought they did. Because I've thought that. You know, I thought my short gray bands from elite FTS added 200 at the top together. Well, I think they, yeah. they had about 150, you know, so right. by the scale, they'll add about 150. Now, if you are a few inches taller, like somebody you're, I think, aren't you much, you're like six, four, aren't you? Or I'm about six, five, right six, at. Five. Yeah. So now for you, they probably would add 175 or something, you know? Yeah. Cause I've well, got, that's the thing. You know, like That's gorilla the arms and my arms, I barely go over my knees when I deadlift. So, you know, <laughs> doesn't help for pressing much, but. I know. Oh, I, I hate pressing movements because it, that's forever to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Um, it was exciting, though, because we were doing some 18-inch uh, deadlift the other day. Uh, well, here, let me, let me try and pull it up. Um, and when I first 
because we had it set and I thought it was going to be 680 because we could fit 660 mm -hmm. on the bar um, with right. the little, you know, tens and everything on the very end there. And then we had, we had some chains around. And so I was like, okay, so six, uh, six, no, 650, I think is what we thought it was. And then uh, plus the chains. And then we ended up weighing the chains and the chains were like almost 30 pounds a piece. They're like 20, 28 right. pounds a piece or something. So, so we're like, okay, so actually it's like a little over 700 then or something for yeah. total. <laughs> and so it, sometimes having a little scale nearby is really nice because then you're assuming that the weight that you're moving is less and then you actually weigh it and it's actually more. And that's always exciting. <laughs> now my chains, I think actually weigh about 10 pounds less about five of side less than I thought they did. So I've been sort of disappointed actually. Because <laughs> I've weighed them. I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's why the straight weight felt so hard when I switched back. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something funny, you guys. I don't know if you've ever seen this, where sometimes, like with Atlas Stones, guys will post training videos and then you'll see them at a contest and they won't come near loading that stone. And I think a lot of people have no idea what their stones actually weigh. Yeah. Cause like everybody, and, and I mean, a lot of guys do, I know, but like everybody now is loaded a 400 stone. It seems like I can't find one. I need to find one so I can load a 400. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if a 400, my best ever, I loaded actually Willie Wessels 385. Yeah. The, Oh, the, owner of us united states strong so i hope his was legit i do have a video on youtube of that but <laughs> yeah <laughs> because after i've had some nerve damage in my arm and then injuries and i just don't know if i see me doing max atlas stones i really want to start training them again so i've been doing a lot of yeah. sandbag work so and it carries over pretty well yeah and just, just to uh just to give credit where credit is due 385 is a really heavy stone and i think travis said he's got a 600 laying in his garage I know he used to, in his old garage when he lived in Texas, I know there was a five-something he used to load. He may have another one now. Yeah, Good. Isaac, didn't he say he's got a 600? He hasn't been able to 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 get it up on a platform, but didn't he, uh, he got it off the ground, yeah. I think, but didn't lap it. Wow. Yeah, when I when I interviewed him, I think, I think he said he did lap it, but he couldn't get it onto the platform. But it was, a, it was like a, yeah, a 600-pound stone right at, I think. Um, yeah, didn't he say it had like a cannonball center or something like that? Probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you'd have to have something crazy like that in it just to make like well, because if you make it out of concrete, if the diameter is going to be so big, it'd just be maybe yeah, be like a yard or you know, a, a giant because Travis is a very big guy, but he's not a giant, yeah, you know, because I look at like Shaw and Thor, like I mean, they're giants basically, yeah, Tom Stoltman. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say. I mean, Kent's another guy who's pretty good at stones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, when I was talking yeah. to Donna Moore, uh, Tom Stoltman came up because she broke her record in his gym. And so oh, wow. uh, she, she said, like, oh, yeah, you know, I've known him since he was a kid. So to me, he's just this giant baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which. He's kind of like that, you know. He's a nice guy, but like he's a uh, he's funny. I get a hoot watching him. He's he's an entertaining guy. 
which in then now his world record stone it looked easy. I mean, yeah, I'm like, yep. well, the guy's got another twenty, another however many world records he wants with it. You know, if they make it worth his while to do it, if. If they can make the stones in small enough increments, he could have a bunch of world records. All right. <laughs> like, this well, one. You know what I mean? The same could be said of Shaw back when he broke the initial world record. You know, because I'm <laughs> sure his world record stones, when they were, what was it, 560, 550, they all looked easy. Yeah. 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 And. That's one thing I was bummed about. I wish I wish they would have kept going with Shaw because I feel like he could have gotten. I feel like he could have kept going with it fairly easily because when he was doing oh, yeah. it, um, yeah, he made it look like a piece of cake. Um, right. But he was also 480 pounds or whatever when he was <laughs> doing it too. It's just when you weigh almost as much as the stone, I guess it's a little bit easier. <laughs> so, so what is it? Like he had a certain number of attempts and had to stop? Uh no the because they were doing it at the Arnold I think it was and, and I, think I think after there was a while, just that one big stone there for him, there was another bigger stone left really and yeah then they decided and, uh, not to have the event again for years mm-hmm. yeah because I just, think I was actually uh, someone posted an old video of um Steve McDonald you guys probably don't remember him do you he actually broke had the stone world record at one point broke at the Arnold. And he trained with a guy, Steve Kirrett, who was a couple-time America's Strongest Man, I believe. And then McDonald got out of it. And then I think Shaw, soon thereafter, did his records. And then they didn't make it contested for quite a few years. I see. Okay, yeah. The reason why I ask is because, um, you know, you were at Mammoth, so you saw the uh, Mauser Block overhead press records. And when Gabby Bergholzer <laughs> broke hers, yeah, I think it was yeah. one, 197 point something, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. She uh, had her on the show and she was talking about, I said, you know, you looked like you had more in the tank. And she said, yeah, I did. I actually jokingly asked David Waters for a fourth attempt. (laughs) Did David not let her? I don't think it was allowed. The rules were just three. That's it. Yeah. She she picked her weight for the third and that was it. I feel like with record breakers, it's like, (laughs) if they want to keep going for a heavier one, like, hey, let's break it five times today all by the same person. Just I mean, that's what I was. I was thinking something along those lines. Why not throw another five or ten pounds, whatever she wanted in there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, somebody else is going for the record soon. I forgot who it is. And she's happy happy about it because she said, fine, I can break it again. (laughs) Right, yeah. There you go. Oh, man. Yeah, those records are always fun because I think we're well, talking about stones again. Because doesn't Brian have like a six fifty pound stone at his house or something like I know that? Too? Brian, he interviewed, he or he talked on his channel about he has some bigger stones. Yeah, and he won't show videos of him loading them, but I think he has. Yeah, because I thought he said that he had. He had loaded like a 600-pound stone in his garage, and he was hoping that the Arnold would would do it again, and then the Arnold decided right. not to, and so he just kind of stopped training. That's probably the same video I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, no doubt, like we said, he had more. Yeah. As far as coming back now and hanging with Tom, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just still, now he's what, – what was his last – Record six hundred. It was over six hundred, wasn't it? I thought it was like six thirty something. Was it? And it didn't look like a complete max either. 
<laughs> no, I think oh. Tom could keep going. Yeah. Uh, and Tom's young too. That's the other thing. Like he's, right. he's, you know, as as far as strongman goes, he's kind of still a kid. So yeah. <laughs> like, he has a, a good several years in the tank. Where if he wants to keep going, right. yeah. So, so since uh, since Isaac's busy running the show here, I'll do the research. Tom's lift was six thirty. Okay, great, awesome. <laughs> And, by, and go. uh, going going back to what we were discussing earlier, the person who eliminated Terry Holmes was uh, Ivar Smokstellis. Okay, that's what I thought, but I couldn't remember. I couldn't then, remember the name. I wasn't familiar with him, but yeah, he's uh, he was strongman champions league champion uh, okay. in Latvia. Um, he he just made podium at Wuss, so he's really really doing very well. Yeah, yeah, he's. Because he's only been in the game, like he's only been a, a pro level strongman for a couple years now, right? Like it's only two or three years. I'm not sure. Let's look that up too. I will be right with you. <laughs> Which I think it's amazing, like at Worlds, just the across the board talent. Because even like 10 years ago, unless something happened, like an injury or you knew what two guys were going to the finals. And like yeah. this last year, there were people in every heat that really could mix things up and make it real interesting. Well, and I think it's so interesting because like with this last one, people kept saying like, oh, well, this heat is really stacked and this one's really easy. And I was like, not really, because even the ones that they were saying was really easy, a lot of those were very competitive. <laughs> Not yeah. yeah, not the person you expected to end up winning it. And like that's probably what I love about Strongman too, is like it's one of those things where if especially when you're getting to you know world record type competitions like world strongest man and a world ultimate strongman, um, if you're off your game just a little bit, uh you're done. <laughs> like Oh yeah. Um, At this point in time, I mean even the Novikovs and Brian Shaw's and those like, you know, Thor, you know, how Leachy's, you know, Thor slipped and got the little injury last year. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Leachy's might've still beat him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I hated that for Martins because everybody's like, well, Thor got hurt, but he looked good though. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's, By the uh, way, uh, I can't, I can't find when Ivar's when, uh, well, in Europe, they don't really have a, a concept of a pro card anyway, but when he got on the correct, world stage, uh, his first contest, though, of any kind was when he was 18 and he's 33 now. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, so oh, he wow. hasn't been doing it for a while then, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think in Europe, they don't already have weight classes, pro cards. If you're good enough to play, you show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what every uh, everyone from Europe that I've interviewed has told me. And if you do well, you get invited to the next one. And <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I'm working out uh, getting him on for an interview, so I'll ask him all these nice. questions. We'll get all your answers for you. Oh, man. Oh, did you uh, – not to change the topic, but I was going to say make sure you ask him if, if he wants to do the live stream at some point in the future too. Yeah, if um, we can work out the time zone, I'm sure he would. He's, he seems very forthcoming. Yeah. Uh, that'd yeah, be awesome. He's, uh, he's six hours ahead of me, so he'd be nine ahead of you, Isaac. Yeah, so if we started at 
three my time. That's midnight his time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But here's the good thing: since he's six hours ahead of me, he knows the future, so he already knows if he accepted or not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Is that how it works? <laughs> That's how time zones work. You know, they live in the future. Oh man. So, uh, Shane, what do you think? Who's going to win World's Strongest Man this year? I, I'm for Shaw, but Novikov. I think Novikov's the guy to beat. I mean, he just seems to be yeah. looking like, I mean, even just the way he won the World Ultimate Strongman, and he's the guy right now, I think. I think he's yeah. going to have to slip up a little for somebody to beat it. He's yeah, he's turning into a phenomenal athlete. I will yeah. say that much. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because when he first started, um, you know, moving events definitely seemed like they were more his thing. Right. I felt like, and the static strength didn't really. It didn't really seem like he had as much of an advantage with that. Um, but as time goes by, then he, you know, then he won the 18 inch deadlift. He's any he, like all this other stuff where it's like, oh, he's not really that good at it. And then he starts winning those too. And, and you're then, like, well, now he's now he's winning every event. <laughs> like, right. Great. Now at World Ultimate Strongman, I know because a couple people were saying, oh, well, that was an 18 inch deadlift. Well, at World Ultimate, it was that axle from like 13 or 14. Yeah. And he four, like four, was only like a second off the winning time there, wasn't he? I mean, he yeah. was second or something on it. So I'm like, well, statically, he's going to be right there if they pull from the ground or 18 or wherever. He's going to be in that top three or four, you know, couple guys <laughs> you want to be if you want to be there at the end of the day. That's one of the things that I think is so frustrating, though, because, like, yeah, because I think Bobby Thompson won the deadlift at World right. Ultimate Strongman. Yeah. And then JF was – like, you guys are breaking up on me here. A little bit, Isaac. Okay. It's him, not me and you, Shane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Now there was doing. like was Bobby and are you there? And Novikov were all right. Yeah. Yeah. You're back, Isaac. Other. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I can't count out JF. He's going to be right in the hunt there. Which, and I think at this, it would yeah. be great to see him win one. Yeah, I mean, he's been slowly and steadily improving year after year. He's nine times Canada's strongest man. Like, I think eventually he will win one. I don't know if it'll be this year, but it'll be soon. I'd like to. I mean, it I would, it'd be fun to see him win one. I think I'd love to see Jerry Pritchett podium. Yeah. You know, Jerry was I, Jerry was fourth last year, right? He barely right. missed it, he and he was. Uh, and I mean, he was second another, for a while. He was second for many events. <laughs> yeah, and he was. He's another guy who's as nice a guy as you'll meet. Yeah, I met him like in an elevator and I introduced myself. I'm like, I'm Shane, and he's like, I'm Jerry, and I'm like, I know who you are. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I watched the television. I know you are. I mean, he's huge. It was sort of funny because there was another man on the elevator who was not strongman related. Jerry gets off the elevator and he looks. He looks at me and he goes, "I'm guessing he is somebody," you know. And, and I go, "Well, he's probably one of the 
three best deadlifters in the world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's somebody. <laughs> he goes, he's somebody, isn't he? I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in that, in that list of three JFs in there, too. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... I don't um, even know who the three would be now, because... I think you got to make you got to make it more than three. I think you got to make it oh, five or six now. Maybe seven or eight, because like yeah, you got JF, like you got Jerry uh, Rauno is in there. Uh, yeah, Makarov, yeah. Makarov's in there. Well, there's like two other guys who pulled in the upper thousands. I'd never heard of within the last month. Oh yeah, uh, Payman, yeah. right? Payman. <laughs> and one of them was a thousand sixty three, and it was no suit. I so, saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going back, I mean, not currently, but Benny Magnuson. Oh yeah. Which I'm Benny still my is. favorite. I'm. He's a little more powerlifter. Andy Bolton's still my favorite deadlifter of all time. Yeah. 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 You know and who can forget? Who can forget Eddie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Eddie. Uh, <laughs> no one can forget Eddie. <laughs> he doesn't let anyone forget him. <laughs> well, that is true. And if you. I've actually like hung out in a room with Eddie for a few hours and very nice guy, you know, not, you know, I mean, he's still, you know, he's a, he markets himself, but he's still, he's a nice guy though. You know, very yeah. nothing, there's nothing wrong with marketing yourself in my, not opinion. at all. I mean, these guys like, I mean, Eddie and Thor and Shaw, they have a short, I think there's only a short period of time you can play at that level. And they have to set themselves up for the rest of their life, you know. And, yeah, you know, and they have a unique talent <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, in terms of marketing, Oberst is in there too. I would say yes. Yeah, he's uh, think, very, very, very well known. I would say. Um, I think Oberst focuses more on the marketing than the actual winning the competitions, though. He focuses more on definitely. being that persona and like making people remember him than actually finishing on the podium. Which <laughs> so. I mean, Oberst, you know, he made quite a few people watch when he called out Eddie a few years ago. And, and I was like, there's no way Oberst is going to hang with Eddie, you know? But he made it, people listen to him and watch him, you know? Yeah, yeah, he made it. He made yeah. it compelling. But I mean, while while we're on the topic of nice guys, I got to shout out JF one more time. So here's a story of how we connected, and just to give you an idea of what a nice guy is. So I was just uh, honestly looking around Instagram for people that might be interested in our show and interested in my mm -hmm. channel. So I said, hey, you know, uh, uh, take a look at my channel. You might like it. And he happened to be one of the ones I reached out to. So here's his answer. He says. I've been watching everything you do since last year's World's Strongest Man. I love your channel. And I'm like, this guy is famous. He watches me. <laughs> like, this is a... <laughs> but uh, yeah, su such a such a really nice guy. Which like and you said, actually, I think we could find a much smaller list of not nice guys who are near the top. You know, in this sport, yes. Most of them a... are very approachable and you know, like you said, very accommodating. If you want to come train, I'll show up on Saturday, you know? Yeah, it's different, You're more than, different than other sports in that way. Yeah. Yeah, there there aren't other sports that are like that to that degree. Very few. That's, that's <laughs> <I would say>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Isaac? Have you had an approachable moment with a strong man other than Shane? No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, all the guys that I've reached out to usually get back to me fairly quickly. And um, 
you know, and usually, usually it's just like, Hey, what sort of advice do you have about doing X? You know, um, one of the ones that's harder to get a hold of is definitely Brian Shaw. Um, but I know he's, I mean, he's pretty swamped doing everything else too and, and all that. Um, so, but yeah, I think for the most part, like they're just, uh, yeah, strongmen, strongmen are always really easy to get a hold of. It seems like, um, and very willing to give advice. Which I would say like Shaw, I would say, you know, his, his calendar is a lot more full than a lot of people's as far as, you know, getting back online. Like, yeah, which actually I did. I have a picture. I wish I could pull it up on my phone of me unknowingly with Brian Shaw in 2006. Yeah. And it's pretty humorous. And then I met him. I went to St. Louis to see America's strongest man in 16. And I went up after and talked to him and it got a picture and very laid back and actually was cool with every single person that come up to him. And I showed him the picture and he knew immediately he goes, and he has gained about a person since that picture was made. He was probably maybe 310, 320, big guy, tall guy, you know, and I didn't yeah. recognize him. A training partner sent it to me and cause he had pictures from that tournament. And he goes, it was myself and my training partner, BJ Barabbas, who was a lightweight pro for a long time. And then, um, Brian standing by and he goes, is that Shaw? I go, I don't think so. And I had a friend in the heavyweights that day. And so I sent it to him and he goes, yeah, that's him. And I beat him that day. <laughs> Cause all my buddy was just on the cusp of being a pro, not being a Brian Shaw, but a pro, you know, right. Brian was just starting because Brian recognized the contest immediately. He goes, that was one of my last contests as an amateur. And it was wow. in January of 06. But Brian, he That's was crazy. Eight, two, 2018. He was like super nice, you know, just, you know, talked to everyone who come up to him. Some friends of mine actually were staying at the hotel and he had talked to my friend's son for like 30 minutes in the hotel lobby. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I will say the one time I got to meet Brian in person, um, it was funny. Met him. Met him at a store out in town, right? And uh, oh. <laughs> um, and it was it was when he was at one of his biggest sizes. He was like four eighty something like that. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I'm I'm six five and just right. under three hundred. You know, and so I'm not I'm not a small guy, but I'm definitely not on Brian's size. But meeting Brian, I was like, that's the that's the first time in my life like I felt minuscule. Like I am, I am a very small individual at the moment compared to this guy. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's it's weird seeing Brian by a guy that's like six two and three thirty, and they still yeah. look small. And it's yeah, because like, you know, and like I remember that year at America's Strongest Man when I saw that a Conan's wheel, and he was just so large he could barely fit with the bar, like the bar barely only came to like here on it. You know, everybody else that's sticking out here. Yeah. And, and just and to be that large and still be that mobile was pretty crazy. Yeah. Just be that, which I mean, he was a, you know, a high level athlete prior to strength sports, you know, played right. college basketball and, but he maintained a lot of that mobility, you know, so it was well, he's seeing still him in person. 
Yeah, and he still does a ton of like sled work and stuff yeah. like that, like that for that speed and explosive power and all that sort of stuff. He really is, like he works on it a lot. I guess now he's lost like 30, 40 pounds. Or more. I think he yeah. was down below four hundred, he said, for the first I time think in like ten years. I think I heard three eighty five. I'm curious how that affects you know, we'll see. I guess how it affects him, you know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like he was he was doing that big diet for a long time. Um and then uh and then as soon as they announced World's Strongest Man, I haven't heard anything more about the diet and it sounds like he's bulking again now. <laughs> Which so. you know, I wonder if he wanted to get lean and then but maybe come back up to like say 410, you know. Yeah. Where, to help the static stuff a little bit, but maybe maintain you know, a somewhat leaner physique and, you know, yeah. I I don't know. I, I'm i not inside Brian's head, yeah, so I don't either. know what his thought press is. I, mean, <laughs> I, do, I do think Brian, though, he's a such a meticulous guy, it seems. He always, the guy always has a plan. He's not doing anything by chance. Yeah. You know, and he'd be a neat guy to sit down and talk to if you ever got the chance just to see – what, how he yeah. is mapping everything out. Oh, yeah. We'd love to get him on the oh, live yeah, stream sure. sometime. Like, <laughs> it'd be awesome. Yeah. We've, uh, yeah. we've we've done the dance all around him. We've had Steve Foshin on. We've had Tanneray Manthe. Everybody from Colorado's been on. But we've done the yeah, dance. We haven't, haven't hit the bullseye yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys have the connections with him then. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, like I mentioned it to Steve Foshin. Uh, Steve yeah. went and worked out with him like a week ago, week two weeks ago, something like that. And I mentioned it to Steve beforehand, and you know, Steve said like, "Oh yeah, like I'll I'll mention it to him." And then afterwards, he messaged me, and he was like, "I forget exactly what his comment was, but it was basically like, you know, it's a possibility, but don't count on it." Right. <laughs> I was like, "Well." All right, it's understandable. I mean, I, wonder, <laughs> like, hey, I mean, I don't know. He may have a a fee to interview him now. I don't know. That's what right. I wonder. Is like, yeah. I mean, he's he's been on TV shows. He's right. been you know all over the place. So I wouldn't doubt that he has some sort of booking fee if right. you want to talk. We to have him. no budget. Yeah, <laughs> not yet, at least. <laughs> not yet. That was, no that was terrible. What happened to Steve at Mammoth? Oh, yeah, it was. He. By the way, have you? Uh, you, do you talk to him at all, or did you talk I, to him now? He is not like a – I, like, got on the GoFundMe for him, and I've sent him – because I fell two years ago and tore – completely tore a quad tendon and a oh, tricep no. tendon. And so I messaged Steve and just told him, you know, gave him some words of encouragement. He wrote me a really nice reply back. And then he's close – pretty close with a friend of mine, Mike Tuminella. He won the over 50 Masters at Mammoth. You yep. know, they were in the same class that day. Yeah, I think because we had Steve on here. And Steve was saying that they always miss each other at competitions, and he was looking forward right. to beating Mike before he got hurt. <laughs> Man, beating Mike Tuminella would be a definitely a notch in your belt. You know, one I don't think I could ever see, but I always told Mike I just want – because I've never competed with him. You know, we yeah. actually had lunch together about a month ago in Memphis when I was down there, you know, and just – He's a guy that would be great to have on. I mean, Mike's sure. a wonder. He's 58 years old and has a shot at a 800-pound raw deadlift this year. 
Wow. I mean, yeah, I, I we'll definitely uh, work I mean, on I that. Say, I mean, I've told him, you know, I go, Mike, you're an anomaly. You know, I go, you're not supposed to be able to do this stuff. <laughs> you know, he's just, I mean, one of the probably most amazing deadlifters I've seen at his body weight. Yeah, that's a crazy, that's a crazy weight. Which I wow. jokingly tell Mike, because he didn't start strongman until he was 46. And I tell him I'm older than him in strongman years. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, yeah Steve, Steve Foshin's a fountain of knowledge. Like, we had such oh, a great sure. time. Learned so much from him while he was on here. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, anybody, like I said, being around Brian Shaw training, you know, because I've been lucky enough to train with, you know, a few high-level guys and, you know, pick their brains. Like I said, I started training with Quint Darden, which Quint would always be a great guy to interview. And yes. then I trained with BJ Barabbas. He actually started training at my house when he started. Well, we trained together most of the time he competed. And then a guy, Chase Carnes, who got second, and he was on Team Elite FTS for a while. He also started training at my house. And he had... I think he had the log press record for the 200 pound class. He hit a 355 log at 198 or 200. Just a monster of an overhead presser and a great strength coach. He coaches, um, what's her name? Jessica Rush, who trains with Fithin, I think, in that gym. Yep. Yeah. She won Masters Worlds, I believe. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, that gym that Christina and Jessica and Jessica, they all train at is just a group of monsters up there in Indiana. <laughs> Indiana strong. That's right. Yeah, they legitimately are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, because yeah, Joshua, Joshua Hillen trains there. He usually joins us on our streams. I guess he's busy okay. today. <laughs> yeah, because I knew because I talked to Aaron Snyder, you know, and he was telling me everyone that trained there. And it was crazy. Then there's another guy who was actually over 40, but he got top five at under 200 pound worlds a couple years ago. And I should know his name and I forgot redheaded guy with a beard. He trains out of there. Wow. Yeah. It's a, uh, there's a lot of talent coming out of there. Albert yeah, Jonas brand came out of there. He's in Minnesota now, but he wasn't in Indiana before. Yeah. So, so what do you got lined up next, Isaac? Um, nothing in particular, I guess. I was I was just uh, waiting for Wyatt to join us as well, um, but I'm not sure he uh, still messaged back. So, well, while sure we're waiting, what, what do you guys think of the new entrance to uh, World Strongest Man this year? There's a couple guys that weren't there last year. What do you mean? The I've not actually looked over the list that much myself. Let me, uh, you mind if I share, Isaac? Go, uh, yeah, go for it. All right. Mm. All right, you guys see that? There you go, yeah. All right, so Gab Bilton was there last year. Adam Bishop, Maxime, who I spoke with today, JF, Kevin Ferris, Mark Felix. Johnny Hansen was not there last year, so he's new. Do you guys know oh, anything about him? From I think he was, he was Sweden's strongest man, I believe. Huh. No, I uh, I don't recognize that name. Yeah, and then, let's see, there might be, I don't think I'm scrolled all the way down. There you go, Chris Vanderlind is the other one from South Africa. 
Yeah, I don't I don't recognize either one of those. Um, I'll have to look them up. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb without knowing the uh, events. I'm going to say Ivar's is going to do very well. He's been looking uh, <laughs> great lately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Claiborne did not get invited yet, did he? No, he did not. Correct. Correct. And now Bobby Thompson didn't either, did he? I thought he did. I think I thought Bobby got invited to Worlds, but not to the Shaw Classic. Oh, okay. That may be yeah. I don't know if he's accepted yet, though, because I know he had a couple other things that he was trying to do this year as well. Yeah, there, yeah, he, there is. he is. Okay, good, good. He's been uh, his deadlift has been incredible lately. Yeah, and his overhead's obviously right up there. So yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, it, it's cool that you were at Mammoth, so you know all these stories. So you saw Bobby doing his car deadlift at Mammoth? Let's see. I did not actually watch him do that. So he's the only one that got to that part of the mess. I was going to say, wasn't the axle misloaded by like 100 pounds? The uh, the nine-inch deadlift was misloaded by 87 pounds. Right. It, it became an inadvertent PR for Travis. I was thinking it was 900, wasn't it? It was 887. Yeah, it was supposed to be 800. Okay. It was 887. And it was... um. And it was, which from the point I was watching them do it, it looked like it became almost a deficit because it was in the dirt. <laughs> it did. I'm trying to remember who I spoke to um, about, was it Tennis Long? I can't remember who I spoke to who actually told me that it did become a two-inch deficit by the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, and I'm sure it, it appeared to. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, uh, Bobby had a lot to say about that. He was not overly pleased <laughs> with a lot of that mm. Mm -hmm. i would i would have imagined and then because because i know well wyatt was in the open heavyweights that day and he missed the dead missed the that initial pull you know and we were like he should get this and then i guess i think all the classes were misloaded and then a lot the of guys, them were. and then well i guess bobby was the only one who pulled the axle in the pros well, I know he's the only one who pulled the who even I got thought to he the was car. the one who got to the car. I'm True, right. If anybody else pulled the axle, they would have gotten to the car. You're right. Because yeah. that axle looked ridiculous. Yeah, I, I heard. I, think... I heard the axle was off too. I mean, just to kind of tell the other side of the story, though, you had Mammoth Masters Nationals and Highland Games all going on at once. Right. So, you know, the the promoter and the crew had a lot on their hands. So you kind of got to. Right. Take that into consideration too, just to tell both sides of the story. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, things will go wrong at a show that big. <laughs> and, well, even a small show, uh, well, there are a lot of times be things that'll go wrong. So <laughs> when you're getting that means, size, you know, a lot of people they want to complain about shows, and I always tell people, I go, for one, it's strongman, and I go, you pick up what they put in front of you. Sometimes you don't even know what it weighs. I go, that's part of the allure of it being strongman and not powerlifting. You know, I go, granted, when something's misloaded by 80 or 90 pounds, yeah, that's pretty rough on quite a few people. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. From a, from an audience perspective or a fan's perspective, we look at it, and like last year's World's Strongest Man, 
Colin Bryce literally used an implement that he said wouldn't be used, which was an anchor. And uh, yeah. uh, not an anchor, uh, an, an anvil, sorry. An anvil. Okay. And, um, and Graham and Hicks tore his bicep on it, I think. Yeah, but it's like he did. And but again, as you say, like part of the allure of strongman is the surprise. Like, you know, that yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes things will be surprising. So, uh, you know, from a fan's point of view, you had thousands of people complaining. But from a, an athlete's point of view, yeah, some of them don't like that. But a lot of them are, are cool with the surprises. Which now I know I think that's another thing we've mentioned European tournaments. A lot of the tournaments in Europe, I know probably 10 or more years ago. They never knew what they were going to do till they got there. You know, you just showed up and you were strong and, you know, and I always assumed the, the same guy usually won either way. Usually. Yeah. That'd be, uh, it'd be more exciting in a way, but it'd also be more frustrating just because if you happen to be training the wrong stuff to get ready, uh, you know, you're out of luck. Sorry. Yeah, which, and I think, especially at that elite level now, it is so heavy that, you know, just throwing random 1,100 yokes and 400 farmer, you know, I think that's stuff you really have to specifically be prepared to do. That you may not just randomly be able to go and run an 1,100 yoke every day of the week or, you know, where if it was an 800 yoke, most of those guys, they're going to be fine whenever. But, you know, that just, you know, some of the weights, the heavies move now is just insane to me. Yeah. You yeah. you want to make sure that you're going in right. ready and, right. and fully prepped for it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I've talked to Wyatt before about just how strong you have to be to be an average open heavyweight competitor. Not even by any means a pro, just to get through a contest without zeroing and be an open heavyweight at a local show. You know, I'm like, you have to be really strong. Yeah, and, and this is, uh, you're talking to Wyatt, a guy who has chosen the hardest overhead implement to world record in. <laughs> I mean, man, I met Wyatt, I guess, about three years ago. And I mean... I mean, he's a guy, you meet him and, you know, there's something a little different about him, I think, you know, in a good way. And I mean, I can't say enough, just he's a good human being amongst being insanely strong and getting much better. You know, and I, I hope to see him go on to even higher levels than he's at now. Yeah, I told Isaac when I first met him, I said, why it might be the coolest guy I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, man, he's just. Like I said, I mean, outside of the sport, he's a good person. He's done a lot outside of the gym to help a lot of people I know. So, yeah, he was doing a cross country drive not too long ago and uh, still came on our live stream audio only, but from the car driving across the country nice. just because he said he would. Yeah, it's he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then, you know, he, like I said, I've met him and then. That that the way he handles that block just seems to me otherworldly, sort of. You know, the way he rows it into his chest and then just flips it. He doesn't lap it and clean it. You know? And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, his record is uh, what is his record? Two ninety seven. Is that 296, right? Two ninety six, two ninety seven. Right yeah. there, right at three hundred. And I found yeah. it interesting that day, which him and um Jamie Wilson and who Nick Sanders that were attempting, they had to wait so long that day. You know, because I went out there and talked to him, and because Jamie and I have talked online for years, and that was the first time I'd ever met him was at Mammoth in person, and. You know, and they were out there and, you know, they had got warm and cold like three or four times. And then so Wyatt, you know, looked better each attempt. He looked rough on his first attempt. And then the one he actually broke the record the last time he looked, you know, it looked easy. So I think he was just getting in his groove, you know. Getting yeah. warmed up for it. Right. Yeah, he had James been warm, a nice guy too. Do what? I said, Jamie's a nice guy too. Oh, very, very. Yeah, they kind of. Uh, I think they're all friendly with each other, like him, Wyatt, Justin. I think they're all they're all friendly. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, Jamie likes to bust shops. So whenever uh, I posted, I did an interview with Wyatt, and I posted it, and I, you know, I said, you know, uh, record breaking, Mauser Block uh, record holder, whatever. Like I used language right. that he deserves for his accomplishments right right and jay and jamie like had a comment in like i'm always telling wyatt how not strong he is or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah wyatt and that his overhead and i mean everything hopefully will keep moving on up you know I, I think it will yeah i think he's oh, I still think young so. where he uh he's got a lot of potential ahead of him and wyatt was just it, I was didn't come from an athletic background, really. And, I mean, it just, you know, because I jokingly, I was in band in high school and weighed 130 pounds, you know. And Clint Darden had told me something when he met Wyatt that came so natural to him. And I go, do you mean like being an all-state wrestler and playing college football is a better background for this than the band? <laughs> and he goes, you said that, not me. I'm like, well, well, I don't know. Were you carrying around a tuba? No, <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah, if you're a tuba player, it, it that might prepare you for strongman. That would be good, maybe for the Husafel Stone. You know, for some weight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I used to so play I trumpet. Found... That's how I got my grip strength. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've got to, found, I've got to get the charger for my I'm on my phone and it's about to die. So give yeah, me man, just a time. We'll be here. Sure. Um so I found Johnny Hansen. Uh oh yes. I saw this profile. Yeah, I've I've uh I've a big never, dude. Uh, he's a very big dude. Well, I mean how how big is he? <laughs> very big. <laughs> But I mean, so he and Ivers know each other, I guess. <laughs> but see, so this have, have you ever done seal rows? Yes. Oh man, these suck. But he's got the bar like he's got it loaded up. Jesus. 140 kilograms. Woo! That's strong. Yeah, I guess I need to start doing this more. <laughs> I mean, I, I can get, 
you know, 180 maybe pounds, not kilograms. I mean, I was going to say, I think I've done them with around 200. And, you know. Yeah, because this is, this is 100 kilograms, so 220 pounds. What, so 26 reps in 60 seconds? Woo! That's just... So, by the way, this is his third time at World's Strongest Man. I didn't realize because um, yeah, I, I went really? to uh, yeah, I went to the worldstrongestman.com, which is always like a year behind for some reason. It's not like totally up to date, but it's saying Sometimes that two to three years behind. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was trying to be nice, but yeah. So it's saying <laughs> he's making his second appearance at the 2018 World's Strongest Man. So this would be his third because I don't think I saw him at 2019. <laughs> No, I'm I'm not familiar with this guy at all. So he's listed as six seven three sixty nine back in two thousand eighteen. Okay, he looks large, <laughs> <laughs> very. Well, especially in this picture here with uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a fan or girlfriend or something, but that's uh, it resembles like Thor and his wife. You know, have you seen yeah. their pictures? <laughs> I know that's crazy. Maybe they do double dates. Uh, Sweden and Iceland are they far apart? <laughs> Close. Well, it's a boat ride away, I guess, yeah. or a plane plane ride. But oh, uh, and then who was the other guy that you mentioned? There was someone else that you mentioned that I, I wasn't familiar with. Oh, sorry. I was muted. It was uh, Chris Vanderlyn, I believe. I'll, uh, let me get this feeling. <laughs> Chris Vanderlyn. Huh. Yeah, he's uh, from South Africa. Okay, official yeah. roster. Here we go. Barbend has the official roster. Yeah, Chris Vanderlind, L-I-N-D-E. Okay, so and is it Van Space Derlin? Yeah, four words altogether. Okay. He likely Van has Van. a. Uh, he likely has um, you know an alias for his IG, like I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really seeing any like uh, strongman focused accounts, <laughs> but mm. I don't know. Oh, you found the one that I found old school eatery. <laughs> old school eatery. <laughs> That's the one I found when I put it. Chris. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he'll be an anomaly. We'll see how he does. Yeah. But. Man, yeah, World Strongest Man, I think will be fun this year. It's always interesting just because, uh, you know, different athletes definitely favor different events. And so once they come out with the actual concrete list of these are the, the events for World Strongest Man, you might have a better guess of who's, who's going to podium. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they decide. I know Laws was saying that he uh, – he had a he had access to like a, a 
potential list or something up again. Like you're chopping up again. He mentioned one of his. He said, "Do you think?" Am I back? I think you're back now. Am I back now? Yep. You're you're frozen, but we hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think my kids are watching movies <laughs> in the other room or something. Oh well. Oh. <laughs> I found a YouTube video about Chris Vanderland. He's known as the Ox. Does he fit that billing? <laughs> He's a big dude. <laughs> let me let me share this. Hold on. Uh, is it sharing? No. Oh, I think Isaac, you might have to bring the share in. It's on the, it's in your uh, waiting area. Hmm. There it is. Am I back? Yeah. Am I still frozen or? Uh, you're like uh, you're slushy. You're partially frozen. I think you're back now. Okay. Am I back? Yes, you sound good. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Man. So this is uh this is Chris Vanderlyn that we're watching here? Yeah, this is a four twenty KG attempt. Pshaw, if it ain't 500, it's nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to find some more stuff on it to see. Wow, that, that looked pretty good. Uh, I got a little hitch. Yeah, I have to see if I can find some more stuff of him doing different event-specific yeah. training. But yeah, that was him, Chris Vanderlind. Hmm. He can deadlift. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I don't know about him winning the deadlift, but he'll be competitive, though. You know? Yeah. Looks like this is him, not that other guy that Google brought up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think most strong men uh, are doing underwear ads. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Matt Maxine told me he's done bodybuilding shows. Maybe he could. <laughs> Maxine, really? Pretty wow. Rather lean. Would you say he appears lean? 
Yes. Yeah. 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 He's getting strong. I, I mean, he's doing. Uh, he said he's going to work his way up to uh, 500 stone or above before Worlds. Wow. I mean, was it what was it the um, the muscle Muscle Beach tournament last year that wow he looked so great at. Well, he was, uh, I think he first came on the map at the Arnold Santa Monica. Okay. Then yeah, he was at, was uh, yes. yeah, then he was at, our, at Worlds at Worlds and Shaw last year. Mm -hmm. What did he end up at the Shaw? Was he fifth, fourth? He was eighth at one of eighth. them. I don't remember if okay. it was Worlds or Shaw. I think at Shaw he was eighth. Okay. He, um, he did really well in, uh, which one was it? Farmers? Uh, let me see. It's funny. I just looked all this up when I spoke to him earlier, and I've already forgotten. I know deadlift wasn't so great for him. I mean, he's a good deadlifter, just not among the best in the world. I was going to say, I think that's, you know, at that level, it's sort of his weakness, maybe. Yeah, I, I think he's a little like weakness he, when a guy pulls mid 800s, but yeah, like he, he's in the eights, but yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it seems so silly to like people, Kieslikowski or whatever, he's. He's pulled what near nine hundred, and there was well, he can't deadlift. Well, <laughs> you guys there? Hello. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was there, muted. Okay. Isaac, Isaac's frozen again. Yeah. Must be cold over there. <laughs> now, where does Isaac live? Uh, he's on the West Coast. He's in Washington State. And where are you located? New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just a hop, skip, and a jump north from you, huh? Yes. Now, have you, um, so have you been around Johnny Waz up there? No. Where is he in Jersey? Yes. I didn't know that. I got to go find him now. He's an interesting guy. I've Very heard. Strong. I've heard. It's mid-40s, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah, haven't I spoken with him yet, but I've heard a lot there. of great things. Yeah, I, I think he owns a gym somewhere in Jersey. Oh, I got to check him out. Yeah. All right, so while we wait for Isaac, let me share my screen again. Johnny would definitely be an interesting interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. This is a video I did about World's Strongest Man some time ago. So I think Maxime should be in here somewhere. So he was in group three. And let's see where he finish. Did he narrowly miss the finals? I think he narrowly missed the finals. I think yes. you're right. I was thinking he did. Yeah, because this is day one. And so in day one, he did... Let me do my other video that is the second day. Should be this one. Oh yeah, he got himself in a stone off with Tom Stoltman. That's oh funny. yeah, that that never ends well. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. that doesn't end well for 
probably anyone in the world at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like I said, Maxime Stones this year are incredible, but no one's going to be Tom Stolman. You know, I wondered, like, you know, was it, it was last year, or now I guess in 19, that Novikov missed the finals because of the stone off with Trey Mitchell. Yes. Yeah, like I two, thought, three years ago, right? It would be interesting because I don't know that Mitchell would ever just quit being able to load the stone. And I don't know if Tom would. Be. It would see those two in like a stone off like that. That would be really interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know. They would, I don't know, it'd have to go up into the 20s, I bet. Yeah, yeah. And because not Nova to mention, Trey just looks incredible in everything this year. He looks improved right. in everything. Yeah. Did you catch any of the uh, video from Texas Strongest Man? Um, mainly the keg toss. <laughs> That's the one I was talking about. <laughs> yes, the keg. I mean, the the memes on it were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, he was like throwing those things off the screen. Yeah, when the contest promoter, and then there's the guy holding the styrofoam, catching him. Yeah, yeah, you know. It says, yeah, the contest promoter really dislikes you or something. <laughs> and you end up having to hold a piece of styrofoam and catch kegs. Here you go. Here's the kegs. <laughs> like flying off the screen. Right, there they go. There it is. <laughs> I think, didn't I see, I don't know if I saw it on Instagram or somewhere where he said he's never thrown kegs over a bar before. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's going to be, uh, he's going to do some damage both at World and at Shaw. And what do you think? Who yeah, was the, the guy who took second to him in Texas? Gabe? What's thoughts? Pena? Gabriel Pena? Yeah, it's probably Gabriel Pena. He is awesome too. He is. He his deadlift is crazy. Like he's uh, doing some uh, some trap bar deadlifts that are like out of this world. He any deadlift he does is out of this world. Yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah. I know last year at Worlds, because he ended up having the heart arrhythmia issue right. with AFib. You know, before that he did that the way just his deadlift off the ground was fast as anyone I've ever seen, even at that level. I think. Yeah, he's he's a powerful guy for sure. Except it was a world world's last year had a lot of unfortunate injuries, right? I mean, there's so many uh so many bicep tears. Like Evan Singleton was doing great before his right. injury too. And then Hick, which Hicks is back this year. Mm -hmm. And you know, hit a 350 for 3 strict log the other day, so he appears to be healing well, so Good. How do you think he's going to do? I don't know. He's He's close friends of friends of mine, so I'd love to see him do well. <laughs> good, good. You know, and I mean, which it really, that log, did you see his him when he was nearing the world record log at Europe's Strongest Man? Yeah. That was insane how fast, like, that crosswind was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, because mm -hmm. those flags were just whipped. I couldn't imagine, because he broke <sighs> the European log record, I think, that day, or England's log record. I think, it, yeah, and, I think so. You know, and then. I don't know if he took the world record attempt or not. He had planned on it, but I could, just couldn't imagine him being able to, you know, take a near world record attempt in those windy conditions outside. Right. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He's a, yeah. he's a strong guy. He's going to do well for sure. 
Yeah, because I mean, I know he said he was the best stone loader in the world for his height somewhere. Oh, really? Because I mean, I think he's the same height as he's like five ten. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's tall for me. I'm five eight. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the heats at World Strongest Man? Should they have them or should they just take everybody and do every event and be done with it? Oh. It'd be more fair if they took everyone and did it and was done with it. Now, I think it may not make as good a TV. Yeah. And I mean, World's Strongest Man is a TV show. <laughs> you know, so I can yeah, see I both think, sides. Uh, I think I think for the athletes, there's gonna probably not a whole lot, but there's gonna be two or three guys who lose out because they do the heats. Where if they let them just go and take the top 10 to finals, you know, I think most of the same guys, but it would affect a couple. And especially the way they do these the stones now, you know, and give them such preferential treatment in the heats, double the points on them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that really hurt Hollins last year. Because he probably, yeah. I don't think the, the other man would have been in the position to beat him had it been regular points, you know. You know, because right. Terry did good on the stones. He just didn't do good enough to beat him, you know. Yeah. yeah. And would have probably only lost, say, a point or two if they had given regular points. Yeah, a lot, there's a lot of that strategy that goes into it that I think audience members don't always understand. Like uh, Terry and Brian, it came out later that they had kind of an agreement well, to tie that, on the deadlift. Right. Right. But, like, then well, I... Yeah, uh, I messaged Terry about it later, and Terry was saying, even if I won the deadlift, it would have gone back on countback, and I wouldn't have made it anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. Because I know I I read something about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – I would like to see – I don't know about no heats, but at at the very least, make them the same events. (laughs) Like, you you got one guy doing squats and one guy doing not something else, and it's, it's not fair. I mean, I'd sort of like to leave stones in the heats and just let them be regular points, though. Right. You know, yeah. which I think they want to, that creates, I think the head-to-head stones was neat as far as watching guys like the Novikov and Trey Mitchell stone off, mm-hmm. going to neither one of them quit. But then it totally messes you up when you get in the finals and you've loaded a 380 stone for 15 reps. You know? <laughs> Right. I mean, your back and your biceps and everything have to be wrecked for days at that point. You know, oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you know, and then you're supposed to go be competitive with the top 10 guys in the world two days later. That's the thing. Uh, with the stone-off, it's an extra event that not everybody has to do. That's one reason I don't think it's fair. It's extra wear and tear right. that doesn't apply to everyone. Right, because, I mean, it gives... I mean, like that day, you know, Shaw barely beat Novikov in that heat. But then Novikov had to go into the stone off against Mitchell, who is obviously an exceptional stone loader. And and Novikov still got in 13 or 14 reps deep with him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which was amazing, you know. One thing I wanted to ask you, so I've asked a couple of guys that were there, but I want to ask from an observer's point of view. In the Shaw Classic last year, given that it was at such a high altitude, it, let's say you were competing there. How do you think that would affect you, if at all? Oh, considering I don't breathe well anyway, I have a history <laughs> of lung issues as okay. a kid. But okay. I would, I mean, 
I definitely, it, granted, I had probably the most fun watching like a tournament online or on TV more than I've had in years watching that Shaw Classic, I'll have to say. I like the way they produced it, and I just thought it was great. But it had to give Shaw an advantage that he had trained in that altitude. Right. Isaac, because you're I back, would, by the way. I mean, I would have to think, you know, you get a bunch of 300 to 400-pound guys and then take away part of their wind, that would be rough. Yep. You know, maybe on them more so than a smaller person. I don't okay. know, honestly. I've never been in a high altitude. You know, I don't have yeah. anything to compare it to, but I'd say it was a definitely interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting take. So you want me to tell you what the guys who were there said? I'd love to hear it. Sure. They said it only mattered on Circus Dumbbell, and on Circus Dumbbell, it mattered a lot. <laughs> okay. Which in Novikov, I mean, he was still the guy on Circus Dumbbell, I think. <laughs> Didn't bother him. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if we did it on Mount Everest, I think he's going to come out the winner. <laughs> yeah, J, JF and Maxime both told me that they felt it on Circus Dumbbell and for the other events, like, yeah, a little bit, but not. And not which, you know. JF and Maxine were probably that losing a one or two reps on that really could have hurt, given them, you know, messed up a couple places, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think the winner right. was only like four, right? So, I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, Kevin Ferris, he got four, but didn't get, I, I, I don't want to say he didn't lock it out. He didn't control it for like a full second. So right. they didn't give him two of the reps. I felt so bad. I'm like, he did it. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't question Chad Coy and Van Hatfield much though. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, I, I do personally know both those guys. And oh, do you? I, yeah. They're, they're good people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chad Coy, I think, is on uh, some of the Facebook groups that Isaac and I hang out on. Yeah, you know, Chad, I mean, I always, from coming up in Strongman, he was around before I started. He was always like, he'd be a fun guy to pick his brain because he literally has seen everything. And he often wasn't the statically strongest, but he could figure out a way to be competitive. You know, even giving up bone frame and maybe static strength at times. You know, and... I mean, the guy's still around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Amazing. it's been around since his first tournament was in 96 or 98. Something wow. like that. Yeah. That's a while. That's a while. Yeah. So, Isaac, now that you're back, you want to, I don't know if you want to take over, if you want to wrap up or uh, <laughs> what have you. Yeah. My Wi-Fi, we're, we're having some super high winds right now. And so uh, my Wi-Fi keeps dropping. And, uh, and so I finally switched to data. I'm doing a little hotspot with my phone. Um, okay. Hopefully that hangs in for a little bit, or uh, or do you think we should wrap it up? I still haven't heard anything from uh, Wyatt, so I'm not sure if he's if he's going to make it or not. But yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll try him again next time. We're getting a little late, so we don't want to keep Shane too long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking over for me, John. <laughs> with uh, all the you got it, buddy. Anytime, anytime. Oh, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, well, I guess for everyone who uh, who watched it and got to this part, I need to go back and rewatch it because I missed about half of it here. So um, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. Um, 
yeah, but thanks for swinging by, everyone who watches this. Uh, thanks, Shane, for coming in and, uh, and joining the well, live stream. I hope it was worth having me on, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we had a blast. We had a blast. By the way, for everybody oh, watching we haven't mentioned yet, make sure and uh, like this stream. Subscribe to Hunger Smash Fitness while you're at it. And then uh, we're going to end soon, probably in the next few minutes. Go over to my blog, Strongest Man, and uh, subscribe to my stuff and watch my stuff as well. I got videos coming out three times a week. And uh, my podcast is out now, too, on the Anchor and Spotify platform. So uh, definitely support us both. We'll keep bringing you all this great content uh weekly and uh really uh, really appreciate it so uh go ahead isaac just had to get that in no definitely um uh, yeah maybe um once i start making more money i'll upgrade my wi-fi so i don't keep dropping off here <laughs> but uh yeah um yeah well thanks for joining us again shane and we'll have to we'll have to try and get you on again uh sometime when the weather is nicer for me so i can actually talk to you some more as well yeah. <laughs> but but uh yeah, that is uh, that is all for today, and everyone have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys so much for having me on, and if I can help you with something anytime, just drop me a line. I've got thoughts and opinions on things. I can't say they're always right or whatever, but I've seen a few things. You know, here. We yeah, appreciate definitely. it, bro. We appreciate it. Which I figure it's all right. right. There's always, there's a lot of right ways to do things, you know. There's not one size yeah. fits all to training and competing and. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again and, yeah. uh, and have a good one. Okay. Take care. You guys have a good night. Thanks, Shane.